Hey guys, hope you're doing well. As we all know, one of the greatest traditions in American history is upon us, and of course I'm talking about college football. This art, this particular episode will be nothing but that. And of course, as always, you know the rules. Let's drop the beat so we can get started. to the Mind of Mike J podcast. Again, we are talking nothing but college football today because it is much needed. And if that sounds like me cracking a beer, it is. I'm sure you're wondering why am I drinking and talking sports. And that's because it's America and I can do that. Anyway, and of course, this is going to be a very special episode. I actually have three guests joining me for the first time. As always, you guys know him from the previous UNC episode. We're bringing back Ben Johnston for the second time. We got our guru of college football as well, Mr. Gary Ayotte, and the incomparable, the one and only, Tyler Terrell Johnson. Gentlemen, Thank appreciate you. you being here. Yeah, Happy to be absolutely. here, buddy. Thanks, man. Let's do it. So, obviously, there are a lot of things that we need to be talking about. First up, uh, we need to figure out exactly who's winning each of these conferences. We're going to go right through the Power Six. Um, we'll just go... Let's go east to west coast, which would mean we're starting with the ACC. So, who's everybody? Who's everybody got winning the ACC this year? Well, I'll start off, I guess, by throwing my two cents into the ACC. Um, I think clearly the best team in the ACC this year is Florida State. I think that there's. Not really a lot of competition, maybe from Louisville just because of Lamar Jackson. But in my championship game, um, I got Florida State versus Virginia Tech. Uh, VTech being in the coastal division. Virginia Tech? Why do you have Virginia Tech? Because um, Miami sucks. They're not very good this year. I don't think that they're going to live up to everybody's expectations. And everybody else in the coastal is garbage. So... That's why I have BT. But honestly, I think it's going to be Florida State versus whoever in Florida State's going to win. So They better hope it's not the Tar Heels. It's not going to be the Tar Heels. <laughs> it could As, be the Tar Heels. It could be. It could be the Tar Heels. Um, it, I just, I don't know. that The Coastal is always kind of one of those divisions for me where I feel like, I feel like it's SEC-esque in terms of one division is always better than the other one. And I think that this year, Florida State and Clemson are going to be good. Louisville will be good. But I just I think it's Florida State versus everybody this year in the ACC. That's fair. I mean, I was looking at their schedule. They're Obviously, they're leading off against Alabama. We all know that. If they can get out of the – if they can make it out of that game, they're pretty much in the driver's seat up until – up until they got a late game in November against Clemson. Is that game in Florida? No, that is at Clemson. And then they have a they have a trap game at at Florida Gators last one of the season. So if but if they can get through it with maybe one, possibly two losses, I think we're looking at a number one seed. So we're talking you're thinking Florida State for playoffs. 
I mean, they can realistically lose to Alabama and Florida still win the ACC, and I could see that happening for them. Um, honestly, I think Clemson will win it again. I don't think Florida State um, can keep up with them, especially if that game's going to be in Death Valley. I think that's going to give your edge to Clemson there, as we know that they have a hellacious home quarter, uh, home field advantage. They lost so much, though. They do. I mean, but they, Florida State's problem last year is they just could not stop anybody. Defense is one of those things you can just decide to be good at. I mean, they've, they've got DeAndre Francois coming back. He's going to have all sorts of weapons because they always do. And Clemson is is replacing so much on both sides of the ball. So you're taking Florida State to win the Coastal then? Well, except they're in the Atlantic. I mean, sorry, the Atlantic. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Is anybody not taking Florida State to win the Atlantic? I'm going to go with Clemson, to be honest with you. I think Florida State has – their schedule's pretty tough. I mean, you do have – granted, Alabama's not in – the ACC, and it will not matter for ACC standings, that is a momentum game for them. And if they get demolished by Alabama in that game, and that shows us where they're at against other national powers right now, I can really easily see the season not being as great as they would want it to. I think it's interesting that out of the four of us here, nobody is saying anything about Louisville, who has the reigning Heisman Trophy candidate. But at the same time, kind of the same case with Clemson with them, they did lose a lot, and at the end of the season, they kind of faltered. They yeah, they were they, terrible. They could not sustain the success that they had. No, yeah, so totally agree. I, I I like Clemson out of the the Atlantic Division. When it comes to the Coastal, I mean, I think Miami is a better team than people are giving them credit for. I believe that they are a dark horse candidate to reach the, the playoffs this year, and I do believe that they possibly can beat Florida State as well. So that's another reason why I don't believe Florida State can win in the Atlantic because you got to go to Clemson, you have to play Miami. Which is not going to be an easy game. It's always a, a tough game when they play, regardless of rankings. It's almost the same as Carolina Duke in basketball. So, with that being said, I'm thinking Miami will make it out of the Coastal. I don't like really any no. other teams in the Coastal right now. No, get out of here. Miami's terrible. What? No, they're not terrible. Yes, they are. They're not terrible. It's not the Miami of old. You don't have Al Golden down there who accumulates this massive talent and can't do anything with it. Now they have the old Georgia ball coach. Who has masses of talent and never did anything with it. I mean, until they do anything like beat North Carolina, I'm not going to consider them <laughs> any sort of respectable. Look, 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 even though the Tar Heels have been the team that have you know almost ran roughshod in the coastal over the you know past couple of years, you know they have been the team to beat. And last year they they got beat by Virginia Tech and should have made the ACC championship game. Um, I, I think Mark Rick has it has what he wants down there in, in Coral Gables, and I think he'll turn it into an ACC championship appearance this year. No. I think he's going to disagree regardless of what you say. Okay. anything nice about Miami, it's, it's okay. going to be Listen, tough. I'm not a Miami fan, no, so we'll, really, we'll, we'll take that. You know, I dislike Miami as much as oh, yeah. any of the teams in the coaster, but I like what they got, and then I, and I, and I kind of agree with some of the pundits out there right now. I think they are a dark horse candidate, and, and I think we'll see them in the top ten. Well, for here's the, the problem year. with these so-called experts. One, <laughs> one, Miami, I mean, they've always been the in the college football elites. They're, they're out there in the – in the realm of publicity and teams everybody knows about. Yep. But Mark Rick is an unbelievable person, but he's had all sorts of talent for the last 20 years at Miami and at Georgia, and he's never done anything with it. And nobody goes to Miami football games. So he doesn't have the home, f- home field advantage for that his guys need to you know win these massive games, and he just can't get it done. But here's, here's, here's the reason why I like Miami. All right, Here's how they open the season. Bethune-Cookman, 
and then a road game at Arkansas State. That both give me cupcake wins for them. Even though Arkansas State usually acquires great talent that leaves other Power 5 schools, they're going to demolish that squad. Yeah, probably. Then they get the showdown with Florida State. Week 3, 8 p.m., primetime game. We're going to see what they're all about. Yes, it's at Florida State, but anything can happen, especially if Florida State loses that first game in Alabama. We, we Anything can happen at that point in time. Then they get Toledo. Then they get Duke. Then they get Georgia Tech, who just dismissed their star running back. So we got no clue how good Georgia Tech's going to be this year. Then they get Syracuse. Then they come to North Carolina. We will see how good the Tar Heels are this year. And then it, it's it's relatively easy for the rest of the way. Virginia Tech, Virginia, and then Pittsburgh to close the season out. So they do have a favorable schedule to be a top-ten team all year long, even if they do lose to Florida State. They're going to get run. <laughs> we'll see. That's why so who do you, so, so if, you don't, if you don't like Miami in the Atlantic, who would you? who is your pick to come out of the Atlantic side? You mean the Coastal? Or the Coastal. Why do I keep screwing that up? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I don't think – I mean, I'll be a homer and say North Carolina, but I don't think they're they're going to have to prove a lot of things really early to get that done. I, I would say probably Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Yeah. Interesting. Because, I mean, Virginia Tech lost their, their quarterback and their safety outlet in Bucky Hodges. Right. I mean, Bud Foster is there, so, you know, they're going to have a good defense. But eh, I think they were not as good as their result had had them as last year. Um, Miami, never convinced with Miami. That leaves North Carolina, question marks. Pitt, I think, just has the most coming back. They have the least number of question marks. That's fair. Just throwing just throwing this out there. Miami is number 15 in ESPN's football power index. They're projected, and again, this is all just yeah, what people think is going to happen. Uh, they're projected at 9-2 and two with the... Amongst the, they have overwhelmingly the most favorable schedule of anybody in the coastal. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. So that's yeah, something. It's a cupcake schedule. Yeah, it's, yeah, very lucky they don't have to play Clemson or Florida State in the cross games. And we get Louisville and Notre Dame. Now, can we talk about this ESPN pundits that are sitting here talking about NC State as a playoff dark horse? Like, come on, you're getting paid actual money for this. <laughs> like, put something out there that you can put your name on. Did they even get a top twenty-five vote? No, no. I don't think so. And if they did, they obviously have no idea what they're doing at Bristol anymore. They NC State played. did get some top 25 votes. In the um, USA Today ESPN poll, NC State has 39 other receiving votes, which would be good enough for Is that equivalent to, like, Appalachian State? And It's, it's good enough for 33rd best team in the preseason rankings. Pitt, who you think will, will rise up out of the Coastal this year, is ranked 32nd. It's really uh, it's the four it's the four teams that everybody knows about. It's Virginia Tech, it's Pitt, it's Miami, and it's North Carolina. None of them beat Florida State anyway. I think though, not this season. Not if no. we're talking about. Who's I don't taking think either. Yeah, and, and as we say, it's going to be Clemson in the ACC championship. But with that being said, uh, I don't think any of those teams beat either up those two Atlantic powerhouses that we have. Agreed. So okay, so we can come to an agreement there. Moving, moving forward, SEC. I personally, not to not to be redundant, but another year, Alabama's ranked number one, overwhelming, overwhelming favorites. Is there another answer ever in the SEC? Not recently. Not recently. I don't think so. Which which will beg the the topic later on today of best conference, but still at the same time, I think the closest thing would be LSU. 
you got yeah. Edo. They're the next highest ranked team in ESPN's preseason rankings. At, at 12, at which, 12. Which, is, which is very, very rare for the SEC to have the next team at 12 in the rankings. Usually so. they've got two or three in the top 10. Easy. Easy. Yes. But anyway, going back to the SEC, who we think is going to win each respective division. Um, I agree with Mike J on this one. I think it's Alabama. Um, Alabama plays in the East, I believe. No. 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 East? West. West? Definitely West. The West. That would be the West. Okay. All right. That makes sense, actually. Because um, I used to make fun of the SEC leagues. So. Because <laughs> they have nobody in that division. Um, so it's really it's another one of those scenarios, I think, that it's Alabama versus the rest of the world. Um, I got Georgia winning the East. Uh, really? I really have no faith in that pick, to be honest with you. Okay. I think Butch Jones down in um, in Tennessee could do something. Um, now he probably got rid of Josh Dobbs. Besides lose? No, I, I still think I think he's a good coach, and I think he's done a lot to turn that program around. He's turned them back into a top twenty-five team every year. So, hey, no, no um, disrespect to that coach, but he looks like he whines a lot on the sideline. That's just my personal. He gets, yeah, he's one of the more emotional coaches, I'll say that. Um, but like I said, it, it's really anybody's game in that side of the conference. Um, if, if it came down to anybody, I'd say it's between Georgia and Tennessee. But I picked Georgia just for the sheer fact that, um, what's his face? Um, Kirby Smart? Yes. Yes. He has done a lot in terms of recruiting top-tier talent for that, that team, so. I think everybody can agree that Alabama's going to win the West. My my opinion on the East is I think it's going to come down to two teams. I think it's either going to be Tennessee or to be Florida. Jim McElwain's still at Florida. If he can stop riding dolphins, you know, it'd be great. Or whatever those fishes he was seeing in the, in the ocean out there. If he does that enough, then, you know, I think we'll be able to see Florida come back out. And they've already won the past two years. They'll probably make it a third. So they have what it takes, and they know what it takes to win it, the title for the East. However, Tennessee, though, also knows how to win in ballgames. You saw some amazing finishes involving Tennessee last year. So it's going to be quite interesting to see what they can do with what Butch Jones has out there in Knoxville. But I really believe that um, it'll probably afford to have the edge there just being the past two champs. Butch Jones is on the hot seat. Well, he, he better win it this year then. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I said, I mean, it, that's part of the reason I had Tennessee up there in my top two as well. It's just Butch has to play for He has to coach like he's playing for his freedom. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> Mike, who do you, who do you have coming from the, from the east of the SEC, sir? East, I, I, would, I was going to agree on the Florida pick as well. I think, I think Florida is a team that you have, to, you have to account for them. You have to respect them. They're, they're not the kind of team that you can look at on your schedule and look ahead. You definitely are going to have to game plan for them. They are coming off winning that side of the division last year. They're not going anywhere. I like I like Tennessee. No disrespect to them or Georgia or any of those others, but Florida right Florida to me should should win that one fairly easily. Now there now as far as now as far as the West is concerned, Alabama just looking at the schedule. This is another one where they it's not quite it's I wouldn't say it is a it is a tough schedule, but I don't see where they're really going to be Challenged. They have their very last game against Auburn, as always. So you always have to. That game could always go both ways, even though 
Alabama on paper more than likely is going to win. But they got LSU at, at home. They don't really have any other tough games on the road. So it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint exactly where they might be in trouble, other than that first game that we were mentioning earlier against Florida State. Agreed. Uh, one thing, just to not step away from Alabama, but but Florida, we can't really forget that Malik Zaire is now down there, and he is their quarterback. So I think that would be the reason they have the edge out in the East. But it's funny that you say Alabama, and you think SEC, any road game in the SEC is tough, but not when you're the Crimson Tide, especially in that. You're game. expected to win every. Well, and, and back to Florida. I mean, Georgia can't beat Florida. Tennessee can't beat Florida. South Carolina shouldn't even play football anymore. <laughs> and who is it? Who else? Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt and Kentucky. And Kentucky. Yeah. Well, Florida should – Florida, I think personally, if I'm a Florida fan, if they don't run the table in the East, then I'm not happy. That's very true. I mean, I, I think this is another situation – like with the ACC, I, I think nobody, at the end of the day, East versus West, at the end of the day, Alabama's winning yeah. the whole thing. And we have to remember, their star running back got hurt in the national title game in the third quarter. He doesn't go down. We can make, we could, we might be singing a completely different tune with Alabama having another, they might have had another national title had That's that not transpired. Yeah. Not taking anything away from Clemson. But that being said, it goes beyond the division. You have to talk about Alabama as being a front runner to win the whole thing again. Oh, without a doubt. But uh, next up, uh, I, we would go back up to the Big Ten, where I really, really don't see how you make a case for anybody other than Ohio State. I absolutely could disagree with that on every single, <laughs> every single. I mean, you could, but you'd be, possible. you'd be wrong. No. I mean, you can make that argument. No, I, I, I can state the case for how it could be somebody other than Ohio State. Go and, it's, and there's go actually two other teams that it could be other than Ohio State. Oh, no, go ahead. Elaborate. Okay, so here, here's my prediction. Who's the pick? That's the question. Here's the pick. It, it's, I think it's going to be a Michigan-Wisconsin Big Ten championship game, and here's why. Wilton Spain. That is the only reason why I think Michigan will even stand a chance this year is because it's because Wilton Spate had a phenomenal year last year, and barring his injury, where we finished one and three to end the season, Michigan could have easily beaten Ohio State last year. So I think there were some nagging shoulder injuries that may have cost him the Ohio State game. We're not even going to talk about that game. Um, but, I mean, in all honesty, Michigan has a really favorable schedule this year. Um, they're playing a lot of not ranked opponents. Um, let me go ahead and look at their schedule here real quick, just to double check. Who Michigan's? Michigan. Yeah. I was looking at it earlier. There were there were a couple. Why are you doing that? Not not to detract from your pick. I, I honestly think you can make a case with Penn State, but you know Penn State would have been my other pick. We'll, we'll get to that. Let's hear this Michigan schedule. Yeah, here so. We, if we beat Florida, which I think we will probably beat Florida, um, Cincinnati, Air Force, Purdue, Michigan State, Indiana, we're not playing a powerhouse until we play at Penn State on October 21st. And then we get I mean, run- you can't just skip over the Michigan State game. 
Oh, we can absolutely skip over the Michigan State game. How'd that work out for you the last two years? It, last year worked great. This past year, it didn't work out so well. Okay, but just, before, so. just making sure. Yeah. Go ahead, continue. Um, and then we get Rutgers in Minnesota at home. We play at Maryland. And then we get two tests to end the season. And that's where I think, honestly, our division is going to be either won or lost. I say... You're that, staring eight and four, seven and five in the face. No way, it's not happening. Not even close, dude. I say we probably lose at Wisconsin, and then we finally, for the first time in what thirteen, fourteen years, beat Ohio State. Wow. At, and we'll do it at home. You think it'll lose at Wisconsin? I think we could lose at Wisconsin. They are a top ten team, so, so I mean I understand that. I think. Penn State's schedule lines up more favorable for them if you look at them in, in their content. If you look at conference games in order, they 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 only roll with Iowa. That should be a dub. They have Indiana at home, dub, and then Northwestern, dub. You're already three and zero in conference play. Yeah. The Big Ten, Big Ten, what what's the the conference side they're in? They're in the west side now. Who? Uh, Penn State. Penn State. They're on the, the east, east side. Yeah. They're going to decide. Not legends and leaders anymore. The dumbest name ever. Stupidest but, um, names ever. So, the Big Ten will be decided in weeks October 21st, October 28th. That is back-to-back games for Penn State. They play Michigan first at home, and then they travel to the shoe uh, to play Ohio State. They can get run. They possibly get run. They beat Ohio State last year. Penn State, to me, they're returning their their starting quarterback, who had a phenomenal year last year. Tracy McSorley. And they're also returning the running back they had last year. If you're returning two playmakers at those skill positions, that's what's going to breed continuity and success for you. And I think Penn State will be your pick to win this this side of the conference again. I agree with you. But I don't think it matters because I think whoever comes out of that side loses to Iowa State. Same same situation. This is a recurring theme. Well, they're all on the same side. So Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State are all on the same side. Oh, well, that's just we ran into that problem last year. Yeah, so. that shows how much I know about Yeah, exactly. Team. So, I, I honestly, I think in the West, it's Wisconsin versus everybody else. Nebraska might give Wisconsin some pushback, maybe. No, it's just Wisconsin. It. But honestly, the Big Ten is going to be won at the Penn State-Michigan game, the Michigan-Wisconsin game, and the Ohio State-Michigan game. There, there's, there are several key points. Honestly, I, I don't think everybody's focused enough on it because they think that JT Barrett's going to save the team. Um, as much as they want to criticize Michigan for losing all the talent that we lost on defense last year, Ohio State lost the same amount, if not more, I think. And they're not just going to easily run roughshod over the Big Ten this season like I think everybody wants them to. But, but, I, think, I think that they're the glamorous pick. But I don't think that they're I don't think that there is a, a lock as they should. Be. Well, I think they get that credit due to their coach. And yes, that's, they've made the playoffs three straight years, correct? The yes, they have. Other than Alabama, the only other team to do that. Yes, they have. So I mean, they do win a lot of games. Like it's not like their coach just wins them the games. They got a lot of fantastic football players. But they've what I'm saying is they've lost talent before, and he's been able to put get the talent to work together to form a unit as a team and make it to the college football playoff. And that's outstanding when you're losing those players. and you're I mean, you're rebuilding if you're Ohio State, if you're Alabama, if you're Florida State and Clemson, you just reload, right? For sure. Um, so at that point, I, it, it's tough. I think Penn State wins it, but I see a scenario like BJ saying to where you see Ohio State sneak into the playoffs again. 
Well, I, I came, fortunately, I took notes. I didn't think I'd have to defend Ohio State, but apparently I have to make some kind of a case. <laughs> so, let's just go over this schedule really fast. We're at Indiana, uh, which if you're an Ohio State fan, I would not be threatened. We'll, or just, any fan. we'll skip over most of these and just go to the tough ones. Oklahoma, on paper, looks like a tough game. We have to keep in mind, Ohio State went to Norman and crushed Oklahoma last year. Yeah. They're coming back. They're coming back, returning a boatload of talent. Obviously, still have JT Barrett, who's on pace to break every offensive record that Ohio State has. That's this this time. Now they're playing in Columbus. I feel like that game is not actually too. It, it's it's not a, it's not necessarily a trap game. It is one that they want to pay attention to. But Ohio State should win that. Then we go. Then we go through the rest of the schedule. They got Penn State again. This one's at home. Should be a victory over Penn State as well. And then you got the last one, very last game of the season in Ann Arbor. That would now we're if everything goes as as it should, Ohio State is going into that game in Ann Arbor undefeated. So worst case scenario, they lose to Michigan last second still secure a spot in the playoff. Because if you're undefeated at that point, starting the season at number two, losing to Michigan is not dropping you out. Well, it depends on how Unless, bad Michigan yeah. is at that point and how, the, the way you lost. Exactly. And just some, just to throw some other stuff out, number one in the ESPN Power Index, they have the... Over 50, Alabama? Over Alabama. Really? They're projected 35% to win out. And so to run the table, thirty-five percent chance to run table, fifty-second in strength of schedule, which is amongst the teams in the top twenty. That's fifth. Wow. So it, it, I find it very hard to. I find it very hard to believe that Ohio State doesn't. They've they've got their work. They've basically got it set up for them to yeah. for them to dominate this year. Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, that doesn't mean I don't think Michigan will challenge them. It doesn't think that I don't think Michigan can take that step forward this year. I absolutely think they can. It's just Michigan has to prove it this year versus just saying, hey, I think this is Michigan year. They're going to have to go on the field and do it. I mean, granted, this is what you do every season, but it's not. It hasn't been looking pretty for 13 years, right? So it, it's time for them to – if they're going to do it, they got to do it this year. I well, they have to do it. I agree. Well, to – Back Michigan, not that I think it really matters because I don't think they beat Ohio State, but there were a lot of years where Michigan was bad. Like, they were not good. The Rich Rod years were really bad. Yeah, so I can see the excitement and the anticipation, but trust me, trust your boy on this one. Take it. Take a realistic look at it. I think it's... Well, you're also assuming that Michigan loses a game. The, the Big Ten championship game, realistically... Could come down to the Michigan Ohio State game. For sure. Michigan could easily go to Wisconsin and Penn State and beat them. You know, squeak out marginal victories there, but victories nonetheless. And realistically, it could come down to the 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 um, the East being the eastern part of the championship game being decided in Ann Arbor. Who do you think wins in the championship? Do you take the East or are we taking the West? Are you taking any winner out of the East over Wisconsin in the championship game? Yes. I think I think whoever wins well. the, the East beats Wisconsin. Absolutely. That's a, that that Maryland game in College Park is is a sneaky trap game. 
I've, n- I've never been afraid of Maryland. Well, ever. yeah, nobody really has, but you, then you then you go to Madison, and then you have Ohio State last two weeks, and there's no there's no off week there. That's sneaky. That's a sneaky game. Heard That's, it here first. That's a very sneaky game. Yeah, this is another situation. I mean, we we've kind of just the East Division has pretty much dominated this whole conversation. The um, I mean, we do have to t- at least touch on the West, although Wisconsin, I, I want to pick Wisconsin, which, and that and that's not taking any kind of foresight, really, but... Or even a sexy pick of the West. I don't even right. know who's in the Big Ten West. Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois. Illinois, Purdue. Yeah. I, I can see Iowa making a run. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to take down Wisconsin, but I can see them making a run. They just lost their four-year starter at quarterback. I don't think that I was going to do much. But don't they have, like, another six-year guy right behind them? They always do. I don't think so. Feels like it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So, so far, we've pretty much somewhat in agreement on Florida State. Florida State ACC, Alabama SEC, Ohio State, Big Ten. That's the majority. Except for Gary. Except for Gary. Except for me. Who's wrong, but that's okay. That's all right. I may... (laughs) Rational decisions. You're not seeing the lots behind your pick, man. I'll Thank you. And I also acknowledge the fact that Michigan could obviously lose that. And I think that Penn State is a very good team that could easily win the West. Or the East, I'm sorry. Um, they Honestly, and it's because of Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley, those two dudes are literally going to light up Death Valley this year. It's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah, again, no disrespect to Penn State at all. They're a very good team, and you have to account for them. But on paper, I cannot say in good confidence that they would win the that they would win the division over Ohio State. Eh, I mean, maybe they did just get another. I think they got like a top five recruiting class this year, didn't they, though? Um, someone's so? someone's going to have to fact check that. Yeah, I'm a, I'll, I'll fact check it here and say, but I'm pretty sure James Franklin has done a lot to fix the image that is Penn State football. So, I mean, they, they they spent a lot of years, you know, just like Michigan did down in the dumps. And, you know, if it hadn't been for him making a stupid mistake in their bowl game last year, they could have won their bowl game last year. He just got overconfident. But um, I'm not sleeping on Penn State at all. I think if I think if it's not Michigan, I think Penn State easily could win, could win the East. Let me check. Let me fact check that. Uh, recruiting class statement there. While you're doing that, fortunately, finally we get a division where there's there's no breakdown. It's just outright. Big 12. Excuse me. Big 12. I I want to... I could make a case. I could make a case for Texas. I can make a case for Oklahoma State. But my favorite... My favorite has to be Oklahoma. Still. It's got to be. It has to be Oklahoma. Even without stoops on the sidelines this year. Correct. Yeah. Lincoln Riley is going to take Oklahoma to a new level. Because he is fantastic. When he left ECU when Ruffin McNeil was fired, I wanted him so bad at North Carolina. And he went to Oklahoma, and he is going to kill it there. He's going to be awesome. Baker Mayfield is just, I mean, he's Baker Mayfield. He's got to be in your top three Heisman candidates. I don't think I don't think uh, Texas is ready yet. I think it's going to take them a year or two to get get things rolling. And I mean, the, I mean the mullet. I mean, he's got to be the the fan favorite. But I don't think I don't think they got enough to get there. 
Don't sleep Gundy. on Oklahoma yeah. State, but I think Thank the you. general consensus for all four of us is that Oklahoma wins the Big uh, 12 next I, year. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't agree. I, I, and not not just to cause dissension in the room, but when it comes to, I mean, I look at it as like this. Oklahoma underperformed last year with the players that they did have on the team. They did not have an Oklahoma-type season. I think their fans would tell you that it does not live up to Oklahoma standards last yeah. year. Are there any Oklahoma fans that we know? I mean... No, not here on this side of the country, but if, if anybody wants to chime in from Oklahoma, let me know if you were satisfied with last season. I don't think there's going to be anybody that's going to say, hey, I was. I love seeing Ohio State come in and run roughshod over us in our own home, home stadium there. But here's my thinking. This is the first year the Big 12 has a championship game this year, right? So I think the finish is going to be 1-2 Oklahoma State and, and Oklahoma. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how this rolls. And, and you have a championship game that has both of those teams in it. It's going to be a very fun Big 12 championship game and a, and a very exciting way to bring it back this year. I like o- Oklahoma State because they have the firepower to match Oklahoma. Oklahoma averaged more than 40 points a game last year, but we all know that Oklahoma State is known for having great offenses out there. And in, and in the Big 12, you don't have to have a great defense to win. You just have to have a good offense in that, in that division because we all know defense is not ranked supreme in the Big 12 out there. That's very true. And to... Again, going back to the schedule, they've got strength of schedule is their strength of schedule is thirty five. Who is this? Oklahoma. Oklahoma, okay. which is very, which is very favorable. And I mean, looking at it myself, they're really not going to be challenged other than that game at o. They got the game at Ohio State, which fortunately is the second week of the season. Meaning, assuming if they were to lose, they still have the entire rest of the season. To bounce back, save face, run table, still make a run at the at the playoff. The only other team they might get challenged by would be Oklahoma State, and again, that is that game is on the road as well. But coming off last year, I don't think based off of last year, and again, new players, it is a different year. But they didn't have too many problems beating Oklahoma State last year. That's, so yeah, I mean it, it's a rivalry game that was in Norman, correct? If this yes. year they're they're they're, I mean I could see that you know you kind of want a little redemption for the the season that you've had that that hasn't lived up to expectations, so you kind of want to run rough shot over your rival, and they took advantage of that fully. But I mean I'm really thinking that Oklahoma State can take the leap this year with the championship game and win it. Now with that being said, and I know this is a topic for later, I don't think any team in this conference makes a playoff spot. I don't either. But I'm sitting here looking at at West Virginia. A lot of people sleep on them because nobody thinks they're in the Big 12. But, I mean, open with Virginia Tech, they probably get that game. ECU, Delaware State, whoever they are. Kansas, they don't even play football. At TCU, Texas Tech, and as far as I know, Bob Knight's not there anymore, right? <laughs> um, we'll Baylor, who probably can't even field a football team. And then you have Oklahoma State, then Iowa State, K State, Texas, Oklahoma. They could go. They could go into the last two weeks with one loss, and it's just a slip-up game. Maybe they lose to Oklahoma State, but that game's at home, and it's probably going to snow in West Virginia because it always does. That's true. It's just going to depend upon how badly they. the The winner of the Big Twelve is going to have to decimate their opponents by at least twenty points a game. I think, at least. I just feel like that's the only way they get in. Which Oklahoma can do, and with the exception of Ohio State. Everyone else on their schedule, double-digit win, 
How long do we think it takes for the Big 12 to miss out on the playoff before Texas and Oklahoma leave? Mm. I don't think I, – I don't see – where would they go? The SEC. Uh, well, one would, one would probably go to the SEC. The other would probably go to the ACC or the Pac-12. I think Texas would probably go either Pac-12 or ACC. Oklahoma would probably go. Uh, I can see Oklahoma going Big Ten, to be quite honest. Yeah, I could too. Now I'm sitting here thinking about With it. With Nebraska leaving the Big 12 yeah. or the Big Ten? I mean, yeah. I, I could see it being a common push Yeah, going that way. But, I mean, that's – we'd have to see. That That's has to play out Yeah, first. that's another debate for another time because, honestly, this, this conference is one or two years away from not making the college football playoff to just crumbling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just – Ugh. They, they they made a horrible decision not to open up the doors for at for a conference realignment to to bring in new members. They should have brought in members. They, Absolutely, they got the championship game that they wanted, but you still needed to add quality programs to your conference to beef up uh, your resume, and yeah. you haven't done. It. You needed to add two more teams, in my opinion. Anyway, sorry not to get sidetracked, but yeah, I mean, I can see a West, I can see a West Virginia versus either uh, Oklahoma or Texas in that in that championship game. Because there's nobody else that plays. I mean, there's nobody else on West Virginia's side that I think is any good. Now I'm saying that not knowing what the alignment is, but there's um <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, you're you're correct. The the Big Twelve. See, the thing is, with playoff playoffs, going to have four. The thing you have to account for is the other conferences are the other conferences we've covered so far. They're strong enough to where they'll have multiple teams. In the conversation, they're, they're so much deeper, right? They'll have multiple teams in the conversation, yeah. and if the schedule is as easy as we're making it out to be, that means Oklahoma going, you know, undefeated, one yep. loss isn't going to be as impressive. Yeah. So they would, like, I don't, I don't know who originally said it, but Oklahoma would have to, they'd have to, they'd have to win double digits. They would need blow, they would need a few blowouts and some real statement wins. They'd have to embarrass some people. Over the quality opponents, exactly. If they want to make a run at the playoff. And I know everybody wants to say, well, it's all about wins and losses because people vote on it now. That's not true. You still gotta you still gotta embarrass a couple people to to get your name out there if your conference is not as strong as it needs to be. Oh yeah, you have to impress. I mean, look at the Pac twelve. I mean Exactly. Yeah. Which speaking of Pac twelve, that's the last big one. Last big one that we gotta cover for sure. I wanted this was probably the one I debated the most. I ended up I ended up going with USC. They went on a tear to the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm. They they stumbled out of the gate, but they went on an absolute tear to end the season. They're coming back this year already obviously the media thinks highly of them because they are number 4 if I'm not mistaken. Yes. They're number, four in the They're number four in the country. Now, the power index doesn't like them as much. They're down to 12 behind Washington, and they're behind Washington in their own conference. But I think I think USC, they got a, they had a young quarterback, Sam Darnold. He's coming back as a, he's coming back as a sophomore, redshirt sophomore, if I'm not mistaken, and. He's, and I mean, he's got NFL scouts looking at him. I mean, this kid is appear, apparently is the real deal. I'm being a West, being on the East Coast, then being a team out West, didn't get much of a chance to actually see him play. But USC is my favorite. I agree. They they miss Washington. They have Texas at home. 
they go to Notre Dame, but I don't think Notre Dame is going to be as good as anybody thinks they are. And, I mean, you go to Colorado, Arizona State, maybe. And you get UCLA at home? Yeah, like maybe. I mean, I just I don't see a whole lot of losses there. Stanford will be a tough game, as always. But yeah, but I mean, they don't have Christian McCaffrey, who's scoring touchdowns for the Panthers now. So That's right. Rise up, baby. I think Stanford would be your – I like them as a dark horse pick in the conference. They won They won nine games last – no, they won ten games last year. Yeah, but name me, like, three guys on Stanford. I mean, I couldn't name any players for you out there, but they – I mean, the, they lost both of their D-linemen that were – Phenomenal, Solomon Thomas and whoever the other guy was that blew up the Sun Bowl. Um, I just, I don't think there's I don't think they're going to be there this year. Did you just say rise up when he made a Panthers reference? Yes, he did. Okay, I, I wanted to make sure yeah. I caught that. Yes, I, I couldn't let him get away with that. I anyway. appreciate that. Um, that would be keep pounding, Gary. Well, I mean, up. here here here's what I, here's what I, I don't like. USC as a pick. I like them to win the Pac-12 South. I like that because other than the teams that, that's in there, I mean, you've got Arizona, who Rich Rod has went to and destroyed that program, which I don't think it was a program to begin with, but I think they're going to be at the bottom of their conference. Arizona State, Colorado, UCLA, and Utah, who I can all see finishing the bottom half of that conference. The bottom half of the conference might be the Pac-12 South minus USC. Um, so I like them to get to the championship game. I just like to see what I think Washington's going to get challenged by Stanford, and and we'll see how it goes. You know, Stanford Stanford's got a good good coach. They have a winning pedigree. They know how to win. Washington's new at winning, and they got a pretty good wake up last year in their bowl game against Alabama when they got destroyed, uh, twenty four to seven. So uh, we, we'll see how this rolls out. Well, but Chris like Peterson Stanford. knows how to coach that. I think that that's going to give them the edge over USC, if anything. Um, I mean, their their first Washington's first remote test is not until the middle of October at Arizona State, at which point they're probably six and out. That's yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I can see that. I mean, Washington is in the top ten. A lot of people like them possibly to get back or try to get in the playoffs this year. Well, they made the playoffs last year. I was right. Um, side note, though, because you see the Oregon game on the schedule, and usually you look at Oregon, and you're like, oh, that's going to be a, a game you got to circle. You haven't had to circle any game involving the Oregon Ducks in the past three years. What has happened to the Oregon Ducks? Once, you know, one of the premier co- uh, teams in college football, you can definitely count them annually to be in the top five. What has happened to that program? I'll tell you one. Here's my opinion on that situation. I'm just going to keep it as brief as possible. Um, the moment that Chip Kelly said he was going to bolt for the NFL, it spelled doom for the Oregon Ducks. Chip Kelly recruited for that team. He picked an offense that fit their system. He recruited based off of that system, and he turned nobodies into somebody's. And it, it helped when you had people like DeAnthony Thomas and Marcus Mariota. Like, I mean... That, that just it helps when you're bringing you are constantly bringing in top tier talent like that. I I think the I'm I don't like to blame it on a coaching change, but I think the moment that Chip Kelly said he was going to go to the NFL was when they when they went downhill. You know, I mean, coaching is that's a factor though. That's been USC's problem. They had Lane Kiffin, who was a snake. Ever opinion. ever since Pete Carroll, they haven't gotten it right. They couldn't get any consistency going, and they had then they had Sarkeesian, who's an alcoholic, raging alcoholic. 
But they like that kind of thing in Alabama, so it's cool. Yeah, that's that's fine. They can deal with that. <laughs> but and then but this this new guy Helton that they have, a like I said, he he seems like he's finally establishing a little bit of consistency. So hopefully. Hopefully it works out for them. I'm with you. I think I think USC is the team to beat in the Pac-12. I don't know if they make the playoff, especially if they don't run the table. I mean, with you know, with the SEC, the ACC, are those winners are probably going to easily make it. You know, if something crazy happens and there's another one-loss team that lost to the conference champion in those two leagues, I could see them sneaking in, kind of like what happened with the uh, Big Ten last year. Um, I don't know. I think USC is the one to go with. USC is – yeah, I, I would say so. As it pertains to the playoff – so the problem is we got we got five power conferences. We're not factoring in the independents. But you would like to think that every division winner basically is going to make up the pa- the – college football playoff, but we know that hasn't, at least in the brief history of the playoff, that has not held true. Obviously, I think USC, like Oklahoma, they're another team where losses are not going to be as forgiven, so they're going to have to dominate. I think either the either the Pac-12 or the Big 12 get left out again. That's, that's, in, that's entirely possible. You can, one or two losses coming out of a Big 10 or an ACC or an SEC is perfectly normal. Yeah, you're fine. No one's questioning you. If you're if you're in some of these other, unfortunately, USC is in a situation where I don't think their conference is going to get the respect from the media. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they'll have to run table. Yep. No more than one loss tops. Yep. <laughs> that being said, who actually does make the playoff? I think the I have Alabama as a sure thing. I think Alabama is the the one sure thing. Yeah. I I really I would be sh- I would. We want to put money on it. I'd yeah, be unless, absolutely unless shocked. Unless Tuscaloosa burns to the ground between now and whatever the selection show is after the second week of December, I think they're going to be in. I think the winner of the ACC is in because they always are. I think probably, which I guess we have is what Florida State. You think Clemson, but that's not right. I'm, um, I'm going to go Clemson for me. I think Alabama and Clemson for sure right now. I'm not for sure, think, but I don't Clemson. Think Clemson has enough. We'll see, those teams. We'll see, though. We'll see. I, I like Clemson. I like what Dabo Sweeney's doing down there. I, I, mean, I mean, you know I'm, I'm a closet you, you, Clemson you, fan. You like what he's selling down I there? I like huh? what he's selling down there. I like, he's a great coach. Not that Jimbo Fisher's not. I respect him, but Clemson's got the better of Florida State in the last couple of years. They have. They have. They just lost so much. I would love to see him do well True. because I prefer them over Florida State, but, man, I just I, Florida State is loaded. They are. Absolutely. I do like Francois. I will say that. And they got uh, who's the, the safety they had that was hurt last year, Derwin James. That dude is a man. Yes, he is. Yes. All right, so I think that my top four is probably going to differ the most from your guys' top four. So we can debate this if you want to. I'd be more than happy to hear your opinions on this. It's not like I got a so, team conference in here. Uh, my one seed is the USC Trojans. I do think that they were on table and beat Washington handily in the Pac-12 championship game, earning the one seed. And I also think that Sam Darnold, their quarterback, is probably, if not the favorite, more than likely going to win the Heisman this year. I think he's got the most talent, and it's the best opportunity for him. Unless they just crap the bed somewhere, I I can't see USC losing. To me, the Pac-12 championship game was the easiest to pick. I thought it was USC-Washington, no doubt. Okay. 
So USC, my one seed. Uh, I've got Bama as my two seed. Um, Do you have them losing? Yeah, I have them losing to... Um, uh, if they lost to somebody, I think LSU would surprise them. I don't think Auburn's got the talent to do it this year. I think LSU would would surprise them. Okay. It would be a it would be a very close victory, not the six three championship game that we saw a few years back. Thank goodness. Uh, but I think it would be a close victory. So I think, but they easily win the SEC championship game to get the two seed. Um, Florida State, I have as the three seed. Um, Probably losing the Alabama game, but probably winning out the rest of their games and beating Virginia Tech easily in the championship game. Let me stop you right there. And they, then, they won't even if they do make the playoff, they will not have Alabama two, Florida State three. Because that'd be so? no, no way. That'd be a rematch, and they'll make that happen. That's see, that's honestly what I have going on is Alabama, Florida State in a rematch. No, they would put them. They would put one as the one or the other as the four. They wouldn't have that be a two three game. They might. Man, I don't know. See, I'd like to see it. Here's happen. why I like Clemson because I don't like Florida State to make the playoffs if they lose to Bama because I think they will lose somewhere else along the line mm-hmm. to either Miami or Florida or possibly Clemson. And I just don't see a two seed Florida State. I mean, two loss Florida State team getting into the playoffs. Not when you've got three Big Ten teams that can make the playoffs and you've got USC and Washington who can make the playoffs. Yeah, but if you, hey. I mean, if if Florida State loses two games, Clemson loses two games, you know the winner of the Coastal is going to be at most 6 and 2. I, you could have some you could have some you, controversy ACC. this year though like you had in the Big 10 where Clemson loses the only game to Florida State but runs rough shot over everybody else. Florida State still makes it to the championship game, but a two-loss Florida State team, or you got to decide between a one-loss Clemson team. Does the committee reward Florida State for its victory, or do they take the best team in that scenario, which is what they say they do? Mm, I don't know. Who's your last team? Uh, I got the. Uh, you can't not pick the Big Ten winner of that championship game to not make the playoffs. I mean, you not can't. this year to me. Not not when you have three talented teams in Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State on that one side. You can't not pick the Big Ten winner, to, in my opinion. Yeah, but let's say Michigan loses one game all year, right? Ohio State loses two games. Let's say they, they mess up and lose to Oklahoma, which isn't out of the realm of possibility right. because Virginia Tech, hello, went into the shoe and won two years ago in a game that you just shook your head and like, what did I just watch? Right, exactly. Um, I can see a, a situation where Ohio State still wins the championship, kind of like Florida State and Clemson, like I just mentioned then, and then Michigan could possibly sneak in as a one-loss team, but they did not win the Big Ten. So it's 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 really but the Big Ten is the the grayest of, of areas to, to examine of who can get in the playoff in that in that area. But I don't know. So you got Michigan. Bama. I got Michigan as my four seed, making it to the college football playoffs. Interesting. So, so does Michigan beat USC? Is that where is that where the season ends? Because you said Mich- you said USC is your one, Michigan's your four. Oh no, I have USC winning. Uh, I have USC beating Michigan. Hmm. Wow. Really? USC, mm-hmm. wow, that's that's bold. In yep. his first full season, right, at USC, you have him in the national title game. Yep. Absolutely. Well, who are your picks, Ben? Who do you have? Uh, it's I have a Florida State-USC championship game. Wow. So you got Florida State winning the rubber match if they play Bama. If they play wow. Bama. Yep. Or rubber matches three games. So. Well, and I think and I think the only way that that would happen, would, would it would have to be a game that was decided by less than, like, seven points, where they would have them as a 2-3. Mm, yeah. It would have to come down to some sort of last-second score where it would be 
It would sell tickets, I'll tell you that much. It, it would put yeah, it would put butts in seats, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think it's gotta be Alabama, Florida State, USC and Ohio State. Because I, I just think Ohio State beats Michigan. If Michigan were to beat Ohio State, I think they get it. Um, Mike J, what are your picks? Um, I had Alabama's my one, for sure. Yeah. I just think they've got they've got his they have a long track record. They're going to more than likely come. They're they're more than likely going to be going in the playoffs with no more than one loss. They could very easily be undefeated if everything goes if they play well and everything goes correctly. That would leave Ohio State's my two. He said, as, as I was saying before, I think they win Big Ten easily. But we shall see. That would leave Florida State as the three. So you have Ohio, Ohio State. Like you said, they're not gonna they're not gonna make if they do a uh, Alabama Florida State rematch. It's gonna be in the title game. Yeah, for sure. So Florida State comes in at the three, and then I have Oklahoma as my four. I think Oklahoma of, of the last two conference champions that we talked about, I think Oklahoma has a better chance of running the table while still having those quality victories on the table. They just have to make sure to not get crushed by Ohio State. <laughs> so you, yeah. So yeah. In, in the playoffs, it's one, four, two, and three, right? Yes. Yeah. In that regard, so I'm going to throw out a shocker, and and this way I'll put segue into the next topic after this, but I'm going to go Bam at the one, not the shocker, right? I'm going to go Ohio State at the two. Okay. Yeah, I like Clemson, so I'm going to go Clemson with three. And then the fourth team, I will take Michigan in a, as a second Big Ten team in the, in the title game. Really? So you're looking if at, they were a one-loss team, I could see that If happening. they If they're one-loss team, I, I believe they will be. If, they're only, if it was a close um, game like last year where they lost on a last-second possession like that mm-hmm. and it was only to Ohio State – I could see them correcting that mistake. Oh, I mean, the, just think of the matchups that would create. Though. Dude, you no, got you, you the got possibility of it, it, it's going to be a if it could be you looking at Bama versus Michigan, all right, in one playoff, and then you're looking at Clemson versus Ohio State in the other playoff, which is a rematch from last year as well, right? Clemson who? Clemson Tigers versus Ohio State. When did they play, play last they year? Played in the, no, they played that. They played in the semifinals, semifinals both, both yeah. years. They did. That's right. No, they did. You're right. You're right. I don't so, think though, that brings us. I don't know if they did. If it, now, if the committee's smart, mm-hmm. like if well, which we all know that's a farce in itself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> depends on what fan base you're. With. Well, yes. yeah, you know these guys are. You know they're not. Um, <laughs> you know playoff. You know prediction people, which is you know what anybody could say, but, right? Um, if they're smart, I think when they first release, what do they do after week five? They start releasing the playoff rankings, right? Yes. You you put in, uh, you put in two teams from the same conference, just to get people talking about it. Even if you have no intention of doing that at the end of the season, you got to do it at some point when you're releasing them. I wouldn't because be surprised if, if they, they do it with Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. That would be the biggest college football. Or Ohio game. State and Penn State, yeah. or Michigan and Penn State. Yeah. I would well, imagine I, that championship right there. Yeah, Ohio State exactly. versus Michigan. Yeah, that literally, they would not talk, stop talking about that game for ages. The nation was shut down. It yeah. literally, if if we lost, okay, so if we lost to Ohio State, it still made it into the playoffs, and then lost to Ohio State in the championship game, I would never hear the end of it ever <laughs> from any Ohio State fan ever. No, probably not. The only way to undo it would be to have another national championship game and then beat them, yeah, which would never happen. Which again. would never happen. Which would never. Right. Yeah. It, right. It's, it, that would be a lot. 
I mean, it's just like, I mean, obviously, this is all big business, which is what they should have done in basketball. They should have put Carolina and Duke in the same region when they were sending out the previous ones. Because could you imagine the media circus that would be around that? Nothing would be bigger in the world than college football if they did that and put Michigan and Ohio State in the playoff as a 2-3 and a three or a 1-4 and a four before that game. Michigan would have to show that they deserve it, though. They, they would have to play their tails off. No, like just, no. Just put them in there. You have, even if you have no intention of doing it, just put them in there. So just to get people talking. So what? And, and that brings up another point that we can talk about and have another podcast about. So are we automatically just discounting the AAC and the Big Twelve if they don't win their net? If they don't win their championship game, like are we saying that a one loss team from another Power Five conference is already better than anybody that wins the Big Twelve? Or the AAC, not the Big uh, Twelve. Depends I mean, on who it is. He had Oklahoma in. I mean, the AC, yeah. that well, AAC. Yes, they're terrible. They they'll never make it. Who who's going from the AAC? If anybody, South Florida. Where are they ranked in the preseason polls? Mm, low, like 22, 23. Okay, is the preseason poll where they think they finish or where they think they are now? Where they think they are right now? now. Well, that's stupid. Uh, let's go to rankings. Uh, South Florida's at twenty one. Ahead of Virginia Tech, Texas, Tennessee, and Utah, running out of the top 25. They'd have to run table. I don't even think they get in if they do that. Didn't Houston do that? Or No, they got beat by uh, Texas right into last year. Uh, they got beat by Louisville. No, Louisville, they beat Louisville. I'm oh, sorry, they beat Louisville. No, nah, their strength of schedule is not going to get them there. I think if they, if they, even if they do run the table, I don't think they break the top seven. Unless something... Just bananas happens. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I was to answer Tom's question, if there was somebody from this season that could do it, it would be USF. I mean, the, so, they would, the voters would throw them up there, though, just to generate Tom. I mean, points. it's not like Spud Webb in the dunk contest. I mean, they're not getting sympathy votes. No, no, no. Well, I'm not, I don't think they get sympathy votes, but, like, every year you've got that one Cinderella team that, that the media ends up loving, and they get all this attention. And, and Yeah, but that was Houston last year, and, I mean, they got to what? Six, maybe? What was the highest they were last year? I mean, they never had a legitimate possibility to get in the, in the playoff. No, they And then they got smacked by somebody yeah, that they, they should won. not have. Yeah. And it, it didn't end well for them. But the question is, why is the other teams in Florida afraid to play South Florida? Let's get it moving. Play them. Same yeah. reason people in North Carolina shouldn't be playing Appalachian State and ECU. Because if you beat them, good job. If you lose to them, you're Michigan. Yeah, you don't really have a whole lot to gain there. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that's the way it's going anyway, so they're going to have to. I mean, if you want to make the playoffs, beef up that schedule. So, long story short, national championship. If I've, I've got Alabama beating Oklahoma for sure in the one versus four, which would leave Ohio State, Florida State. I'm... I'm going with the I'm going with the Florida State Ohio or excuse me I'm going with the Florida State Alabama national championship game. Who wins? It if God forbid if everybody stays healthy Alabama wins this time. I think if they get that far, which they should, they don't, they're not going to blow that. I don't see Alabama losing two national title games. In a row. I agree with you, but I think they do. I think they do lose it. I think Florida State will beat them. Wow, that'd be big. That would be huge for the ACC to oh, take yeah. down. And then everybody in the SEC, two words for you, shut up. Right. Yeah. Really. I mean, my, my picks would be um, Alabama's definitely get, going to the championship game, in my opinion. And 
I guess I have to decide between Ohio State and Clemson, and at that point, I would would have to put I put Ohio State in. Yeah. And if they make it that far, I can see Ohio State winning a championship and winning the the playoff. It wouldn't be the first time they've done it. They've done it before. Urban Meyer's been there. He knows how to beat Saban. Did he not beat? Did he beat Saban in the first playoff? No, I think that was Oregon that they beat in the first playoff game. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, I, don't I don't remember, remember to be honest. Worth the fact check. I think they played Mariota. Mariota and, and Oregon in the game. We'll check it out. Yeah, the last I remember, I remember them beating. Yeah, no, no, I think that's, I think that's right because they beat Florida State. Oregon beat Florida State, and then went on to beat, or and then went on to lose in the national title game. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. correct. But so that being said, it kind of leads me into the next thing I was going to ask: best conference in the nation, which the. The I, the media is finally coming around to it that the the ACC is coming off a very good year. I don't know if they are still the best conference. I think we got to look at it. We got to we got to get a little bit deeper into it because it, is it going to be who is the best conference top to bottom, or is it who just has the best talent? Who's the most talented conference? Most talented conference, I would probably I would probably say. I would probably, mm, man, actually, that's, that's a lot. I think, two, I think it's two different questions. Yeah, it is. I think the most talented conference is obviously going to be the SEC. Fine, I got no argument with that. Don't, mm-hmm. Fine, you can have it. But I think the best conference, I think the, uh, you may be looking at SEC being third behind the ACC and the Big Ten. Third? Wow. Then maybe this year. This year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. If we're just speaking on this year, yes. Yeah. Historically, the SEC would have the edge right. over because it's, everybody. I mean, but even then, I mean, for years, it's Alabama and then everybody else. Maybe LSU, maybe. You do not have two legit national title contenders from that conference. Right. You have one. ACC has two. Big Ten has three. Yeah, exactly. And according to ESPN, NC State's there, too. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, we're not putting them in there. No <laughs> Anyways. So I think I think yeah I think it's got to be either the ACC or the Big Ten. Yeah, but that's and that's up for debate. The big the Big Ten. So the Big Ten where they mess up is their inability to to deliver in the big games. Yeah, they've also got to split year three teams up. They got to split Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. That's gonna happen. Yeah, gonna... it's got to be two and two then. Send Penn State the other way. I'm all right with that. I mean that way you they're, still. But they're never gonna. They'll never split Michigan and Ohio State, which and is fine. They do it and they then should. have a cross person, a cross game every year. That's like your lock cross game. Like, uh, like, like with North Carolina and NC State. Right. I see. Yeah. State College Rock. I mean, that's what we've done with Wisconsin for the last couple of years. Yeah, but so. nobody cares about Wisconsin outside of Madison yeah, and Russell true. Wilson. Does he even claim them anymore? Yeah. Does he claim State? I don't no. know who he claims it. Wisconsin, as he should. I know he claims Sierra, but that's about it. Lucky man. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So moving on from the teams, um, getting back to individual players now. Like you were talking about who has the best talent. I have at least if I had to make a players to watch category, I could make a laundry list of guys out of the SEC, but number one number one on my list has to be Bo Scarborough. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Who's looks bit who's bigger than the lineman that blocked for him. I mean he's like I mean He's got to change his last name to Jackson, and nobody's going to say a word to him. No, he's a tank. He's an absolute tank. Like again, he doesn't go down in the national title game last year. Alabama could very easily could have won that game. Oh, easily, without a doubt. But other than other than him, Saquon Barkley, who we mentioned earlier, candidate Heisman candidate, 
very easily could put up 2,000 all-purpose yards, no problem this year. Just rushing, he could probably eclipse 2,000. Whoa! I think really? he's that. I think he's that good. He's that fast. He, if well, you go and watch some of his tape, he he goes in between the tackles very easily for somebody of his size. But when he gets to that next level, he's got Leonard Fournette speed in a five foot seven frame. Like he's, I like his speed. I I, I agree with Mike Jay on this one. Saquon could easily go for two thousand yards rushing. Wow, easily. Game and he's got the offensive line to to give him that. Yep, and they run and they run the kind of offense that would allow him to get to get there. Yeah. They're gonna, they're definitely going to he's, he's going to be on no shortage of carries that's for sure. Yep. Uh, other than Saquon, so I got Bo Saquon, Sam Darnold, who we talked about, and Rashawn Gary from Michigan. They was he was a freshman last year, but came in obviously very very highly touted coming out of high school. He's been everybody in the Michigan camp that's been watching him in the in the preseason and then off-season workouts and scrimmages has been gassing him up nonstop. Like, best defensive player I've ever coached kind of talk. So He didn't get enough recognition last year because of Jabril Peppers, but Rashawn Gary was holding that defensive line down as a freshman. Yeah, like, if, if Jadavion Clowney's not winning a Heisman, I don't think any defensive player is going to. I don't think – I couldn't say that Rashawn wins a Heisman, but I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, a stat defense – Rashawn Gary is definitely somebody on the edge that you want. Just are we talking Heisman candidates? Or are we just talking players to watch. Just players just to watch. Players to watch in general. Yeah, the defensive players, for them, legitimately have no shot. They really don't. Defense is looked at overall as a team effort. It's oh, very see, rare. If we're just watching players to watch. I think, I think low key, the best defensive player in the country is uh, Landry, that defensive end from Boston College. Really, I haven't seen him play. He is absurd. I mean, he's got a body like Jadavion Clowney. He's faster, and I mean, Boston College is terrible, so he's going to have a lot of opportunities to make plays. Mm-hmm. He's he's that good. Coming That's out of UNC, coming out of UNC, we got to look out for this kid Chaz Surratt. That might get see. We're still fig UNC. My understanding is Fedora's still figuring out who his starter, who he wants his starter to be. It'll be Brandon Harris. Brandon Harris was. The guy that Brandon Harris is a is the conventional pick because he he transferred. Obviously, you don't transfer, especially that late in your career, not to to not start. Not with guarantee. Now that's some Which, kind of guarantee that you would start. Of course, the what what they're everybody inside Carolina is telling the media is you know he came with an understanding that it would be an open competition, but realistically, you're expected to start. Chaz, however. Apparently, he's been getting a lot of first-team reps. I know he's he was lightning in a bottle in high school. Well, he was Gatorade Player of the Year. I mean, he played two sports. I think he he might have been Mr. Basketball as well in North Carolina, I think. He was a walk-on for basketball. Um, but it's going to be Brandon Harris. I think do not be surprised if you people out in podcast land watch Carolina football games and you see something similar as you did two years ago to when Marquise Williams started and Mitch Trubisky came in every third series of the first half or whatever and got a little run. They do have packages for Chaz Surratt. I don't expect him to start, but he's going to get some playing time. And I hope he lights it up. I really do. 
Yeah, I, I think so. What about you, Gary? Who you got? Um, pretty much everybody that we've, we've noted on so far. Um, I think that I, I'm kind of taking the ESPN approach to this. Um, if you read the article, just a, a shameless plug for ESPN. Don't do that. Um, the year of the quarterback. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks that we need to look at this year. Obviously, we've touched on a few of them on this, this pod today. Um, Sam Darnold. Um, I, I think that we need to not skip over the fact that Lamar Jackson I was could easily yeah. come back and, and electrify like he did last year. He's going to have to. He, I mean, if he wants to be in the conversation again, he's not my pick. But I, I, he plays on a really great team and a really great conference that's going to get a lot of national attention. Um, I don't and he's the reigning Heisman. He's the reigning Heisman, you know, person. Like, I don't. I don't think Louisville's going to be that good. If they, if Louisville's going to be good, he's going to have to have a bigger year than he did last year. You know, which, which he could do. But you don't have to be the best team in order to be the Heisman winner, which Lamar Jackson proved last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the first time that's happened in how long? He's still going to get the stage. To where he could post Heisman numbers and it'll get recognized yeah, yeah, by sure. the mainstream media, and that's why that's why I say don't skip over him. Also, don't skip over J.T. Barrett, who could easily post big numbers this season. Sure. You guys are definitely all high on Ohio State. I am not, but I I will not discredit. <coughs> I will not discredit the fact that J.T. Barrett is an excellent quarterback um, and could easily plug and play anywhere in the country. And be and put up at least three thousand eight hundred yeah. rushing yards easily. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we can't skip over Baker Mayfield. I think he's the conventional pick, um, mostly because he he's put in the time at Oklahoma. Um, he's built up a lot of um, he's got a lot of statistics um, that rank I think easily in the top five at Oklahoma. Um, he's he, he's more conventional on the mic. Um, he, he has a presence that I think the general population likes. So I think a lot of people are going to be rooting for him. I think Lincoln um, Riley's system is going to help him with time. Absolutely. Cause, I think so, too. Because, I mean, at, at ECU, and uh, I mean, they were slinging that thing everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he could, he's going to continue to do that, and he can still get out and run. Yep. Good pick there. I like that one. Baker um, made, he's the one that was slinging all over Alabama two, yep. a couple years ago, right, yep. in the big bowl game? Yeah. And then I, I'm with I'm with Mike Jay, like I said earlier. I'm on I'm on the Saquon Barkley train. I've seen what he can do, and I think he's going to have an electric season this year. If Penn State wins the Big Ten West this year, it is because or East. East. If they win the East this year, it is because of Saquon Barkley. I think. No, fair enough. I agree with everybody you guys have said so far. Um, but I'd like to add Nick Chubb to the mix. Oh, nice! You can't, yes. you can't forget about can't forget Nick Chubb. If they're gonna, if if the committee is going to judge it now, moving forward, the way that they judge it last year, with you don't have to be on the best team to win the Heisman because after all, the player is the best player in the country award. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see him in his senior season. Shocked to come back this year. No one thought he'd really come back. Does it? And I mean, the man put together 13 100-yard rushing games from 2014 to 2015 before he got hurt again. So hopefully he stays healthy healthy for him this year. I can definitely see him in the top five and possibly sneaking up there and being a sleeper to get it. I mean, we can't finish this conversation and not – I mean, with three out of the four of us having Florida State in the playoff and not mention DeAndre Francois. That's true. Or true. Uh, Derwin James because I, I love that guy. 
And MJ Stewart from North Carolina because he's a stud too. <laughs> <laughs> Plug in UNC. And yeah. Corn. Corn. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw, but Florida State DeAndre Francois apparently apparently has the blessing at Florida State. It's a tradition. Apparently, it's a tradition. Every quarterback that starts at Florida State has to throw a football over the Pike House at Florida State because apparently the the Pike Kappa Alpha chapter at Florida State claims to have the biggest fraternity house in the country, which is a debate for another completely different time but apparently everybody that's ever had success at florida state has been able to do it Jameis winston did chris, chris winky do it because that that should go ahead and stop that right there i don't know if chris winky did it i know Jameis winston was able to do it uh ej manuel ej manuel and christian ponder failed to throw it over the house well christian so. ponder got samantha ponder so he wins yeah he, did. he does he does win on that he doesn't win in that regard but Apparently, Francois was able to throw it over the Pike House, which is apparently an indicator in Tallahassee that you will be successful. Well, hey, heard it here first. So, we'll see. We will see on that one. Also, uh, another person we cannot leave out, just as far as guys to watch, is um, this guy Kelly coming out of... Is that his name? The guy, Clemson's starting quarterback now? Is yeah. it Chad Kelly? Is he still fighting? Not people? Chad Kelly. That guy, he went to Ole Miss and claimed he was going to be the best quarterback in the nation last year. Kelly, Kelly Bryant. Yeah. That's his name. Never heard of him. You wouldn't have because they had Deshaun Watson. You're going to hear a lot about him this year. Trust me. Oh, I mean, all eyes are, all eyes are on this, this year. <laughs> he has an opportunity to, fortunately, with as with everything in college football, the media decides a lot of what happens. And the media is going to be watching this guy because mm-hmm. everything he does is going to be in comparison to Deshaun Watson. So if he can mimic at all what Watson was able to do, which he probably won't, but history is not on his side in that regard. But if he can, that's definitely that's definitely somebody that's in the conversation for sure. But again, the track record is not good when you're following... That kind of act is tough to follow. I actually pulled up this list earlier. Jameis Winston leaves Florida State in 2015. He's followed up by Everett Golson, which was underwhelming. Yeah. Marcus Mariota replaced by Vernon Adams. Who's who's heard of Vernon Adams? Nobody. Outside, nobody outside of Anybody Eugene. Anybody out of yeah. Eastern Washington? Yeah, nobody. Johnny Menzel, Kenny Trill Hill, <laughs> Robert Griffin the third, some guy named Nick. I'm not sure. Anyway, Tim Tebow, John Brantley. Nope. Yep. Vince Young, Colt McCoy is probably the only That's one. That's probably your best one, right? That's there. probably your best bet. And we have to go back 11 years. Yeah. Steven. And he destroyed his shoulder and lost the national championship game. Exactly. So, now the guy that replaced Colt McCoy, he's stoned. Yeah, he was terrible. But, Do you have any more topics? or, or, or? Um, Other than that, I was pretty much... Well, we went over Heisman. We went over... Division winners. I don't think we picked a Heisman winner, though. We just talked about players to watch. Eh, well, whatever. Heisman. Because I, I got a, I got a curveball I want to throw you. Okay. How do you feel? Where is Lane Kim? FAU? FAU? FAU. So, Baddest how, how do you... Country. Yeah. How do you... Well, they're in Chapel Hill. Let's get real. Yeah, that's um, true. How do you feel about Lane Kiffin being there and the kid that got kicked out of Florida State? Uh, DeAndre John, the quarterback that everybody loves from, oh, from yeah. uh, Last Chance U. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, mean, he, he was going to be a stud at Florida State. Do you think FAU can sneak up and beat some people? I mean, you think he's going to be good? How do you think Lane Kiffin's going to do? Doubt it. Lane Kiffin's left a firestorm everywhere that he's, <laughs> yeah, everywhere that he's attempted to head coach at. And I don't yeah. think 
FAU of all places is going to be any different. I think it's just how this guy keeps getting employment as a head coach is beyond me. I'm but, so intrigued by it. I mean, he was able to go in, he was able to go to Alabama, rack up a couple national titles and and bounce basically it down to Boca. Yeah. And then just bounce on down to Boca and have people kind of forget that he completely blew up Tennessee <laughs> and USC and USC prior to I mean, didn't even make it a year hardly. Yeah. He left at midnight. Like, come on, bro. Literally just up and left. Yeah. So, I, I I don't know. I'm having a I'm having a hard time finding any reason to believe in that. It's not that I think Lane Kiffin. It's not that like I want to wish. I don't want to sound like I'm wishing ill on the well, guy. Well, of but course, yeah. That I just I don't. I think it's just a sideshow. I mean, it, it yeah. is. I mean, you should. You, if anybody's read any headlines recently on FAU, uh, he's called his university LSU now, aka Last Strike University. So. He's clearly marketing to a certain type of player. He's trying to be the EMCC of FBS Division One football. So we'll see. I mean, if he gets a lot of these troublemakers, as they yeah. say, you know, or, or people that just, you know, maybe not troublemakers, and that's not fair to call them that. You know, I'll, I'll retract that statement. But people that just didn't pan out at the places that they were. If he gets those players and they're actually pretty good, I mean, no reason that he couldn't win his conference. I'm with Mike G on this one. I think it's kind of more of a sideshow, especially when Old Miss fired Hugh Freeze and they started talking about Lane Kiffin possibly replacing him. Hasn't even played a full season at FAU yet, and people are already talking he hasn't about had him. A game. He hasn't had a game at FAU. Or hasn't had played a game, yeah. And already talking about him coming back to the SEC. Like... It, He's a high-profile name, but he's not a high-profile coach. And that's just my opinion on it. I and just, zero he, sense of the word. He does yeah. nothing to benefit your university other than to bring attention to your university. And that's not always good in terms of win, wins and losses. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I don't... Maybe he... Maybe... Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe something will happen. Maybe he'll be able to do something with that down at FAU. But history has shown that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I'm just not sure if I. I mean, I think. I mean, he could challenge for his conference title this year. I mean, out of these teams, tell me who you think is going to win: Marshall, Western Kentucky, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, Old Dominion, Florida Atlantic, Middle Tennessee State, FIU, UTEP, North Texas, Rice, UAB. Um, and that's your teams. Um, I can see I can see ODU winning that conference. They won it last year, so I can see them winning it yeah. again. But other than that, I mean, he's got a good platform to really be successful in his first year. Yeah. Maybe not trying to take over a high-profile university will work out for him. Yeah. Because, I mean, Tennessee, USC, everywhere he's been before, that's win now type yeah. situations. And, so. I mean, at this point is like there are worse places to be than Boca Raton, Florida. That's true. That's very true. Didn't they just get a high-profile wide receiver and transfer to FAE, too? I was reading that somewhere. Possibly. Possibly. Probably. Hey, if it doesn't work out down there for him at FAU, you can always go into Cullowee. No offense to the coach up there, Mark Spear, but, you know, that would definitely put some juice in the program. Look out, senoritas of Cullowee. Lane Kiffin is coming. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he would literally have to go 0-12 this season to come to – to, and get demoted. I still don't think that would do it. Yeah. yeah. 
Speaking of colorway, what is does anybody have any expectations for Western this year at Absolutely all? Absolutely none. I um, expect them to get run in Chapel Hill. That's about it. Yeah, probably. That's, that's the only one <laughs> oh, I, I, I like their quarterback Tyree Adams, and they definitely have some key playmakers returning yeah. on offense. They they'll be a great offensive team if they can shore up things on the defense side of the ball. I don't think seven and five is out of the question. Really? Yeah. But see, here's the problem though: nobody's stopping that Chattanooga Choo Choo. Well, the, that quarterback's gone, so we'll see what happens. They're the favorite because the coach has won in the past couple of years. Yeah. But you also got to watch out for Mercer this year. They think that they're going to make a jump. Um, Western Carolina, obviously, people believe they're going to make a jump. But in Elon, they're usually pretty good. Elon's no He's longer in the conference in, uh, anymore. Are they in the CAA now? Yeah. And oh. then um, the other team you got to watch out for in the SOCON this year is going to be uh, Furman. So that, that's who you want to watch out for. I will. I got. I do got to say. I can't, I'm not going to leave my man Detrez Newsome out of this conversation. Oh, yeah, I do remember hearing about it. He's the quarterback, right? He's a running back. Running back, right, right. Running back. Uh, FCS Offensive Player of the Year preseason award watch list. Set coming off a sec, or excuse me, tab second team preseason All-America. Didn't he make a big team last year? He was selected preseason first team All-FCS last year. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. And he's going to be, and he's, Preseason all SoCon. Hey man, let him let him tear it up, do his thing. You talking about Tyree Adams? No, anyway, talking about Detrez. Detrez. Oh yeah, that's 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 the other skill. I mean, but you also got a freshman quarterback last year that I believe won SoCon Freshman of the Year. Did and I, I I'm really excited about him. We haven't had success since uh, Troy Mitchell was there mm-hmm. when he came and ran three great seasons for us. But um, we got a player that's similar to him, and I'm excited to see how that's going to line up for us. We Southern still, Pigskin right now, who, I, who if you want any SoCon action, plug you there, Southern Pigskin. I love seeing you guys all the time. Um, they always release rankings here, and I'm trying to check and see where they had their uh, the um, their their rankings for the teams. Let me see what they've got here for them. Who is this for? For Western? Yeah, they I do just... uh, preseason. They do their preseason rankings or where they think they're going to finish. It can't be very high. For Western, I think we're they're, they're coming out of the bottom. They're coming out of the basement. So, and I mean, I mean, we're we're pretty much we're pretty much in a in a state of mind where we're just happy to get any kind of recognition at all at a national level. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't. I would not disagree with you there. Hey, Western did take South Carolina. I mean, to the brink last year. So that's something for them to build off of. That is something to build off of. I mean, Western actually doesn't. They I mean, they show up well and they're not scared of people. Game. No, they're not. They put fourteen people. on Alabama yeah. two years ago, and uh, they took out who was it? Was it Julio Jones that they took out when he was there? When was that? Yeah. No, they had that. No, video. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. That's Amari who Cooper. It was. Yeah. Get some Amari. They were tied with um, Alabama for I think after the first quarter of that game, or they were down by seven right after the first quarter. They took they they really gave. Well, let's just Alabama let's just stop that they were up fourteen. I, I mean, I got they weren't fourteen nothing. They were just tied fourteen off. Here's the thing that you got to think about Western this year: running back Detrez Newsom, first team All Conference, like you said this right. year. They also have great receivers, so the skill positions are there for Western. Terion Robinson, I do remember seeing him two years ago when we were good. Uh, he's coming at wide receiver. He made All SoCon first team, um, and we're also looking at um, we got a hell of a punter apparently. So we got a great punter in it, and then you're looking at Detrez Newsom as being their special teams player that they pick on all first teams too as well. So you got four first team All Conference guys. Yes, you got to at least win. You got to get six or seven. You got to right? at least win seven games with that. I would take that. 
I think you have to. I mean, if you're West, if you're Western, and we all know <laughs> what that's like, we will be happy. With Can that. we make a playoff game? I'd love to see us. How's the band gonna be this year? Oh, you let me tell you something. <laughs> dude, let me tell you about the Pride of the Mountains marching band, dude. All you need to know is that uh, they were listed as one of the top ten bands to watch this year, and they got their own segment. Um, on a sports site about themselves, about Western, about the band. Let's see what they do this year. Hey, it's quite nice. I didn't even know people made lists like that. Top I didn't either. Yeah. To watch. Hey, it's crazy. When you put on national shows all the time, when you go to Bands of America and, and get that national recognition, like that, that stuff follows you. You're almost drum corps on that level at some point. Are they speaking so. English to you, Mike Jackson? Not at all. No, no. me neither. All right, sorry. But no English at all to you, Mike J. Sorry, Tyler knows where I'm at, so exactly where is that? Well, is there anything else we gotta throw out there before we conclude? I think that's uh, I think it's gonna be a great season. I'm excited. It's gonna be a great season. It's gonna be fun to watch. Uh unless we wanna go go with our personal teams for your Michigan and my Tar Heels and their Tar Heels. Their Tar Heels. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm just saying. The, all I'm saying is, don't sleep on Michigan this year. Everybody else is sleeping on them. I'm not. I have the utmost faith that we're going to do just fine this year. Hey, I, one, I got one or two playoffs, buddy. So I'll give you a little credit. One or two losses. Keys for the Tar Heels: Brandon Harris. Yes. Not throwing the ball to the other team. Yep. Running backs: Michael Carter is on a preseason list of a top ten running back as a freshman. He, his legs are tree trunks, and he's fast. Um, the defense is going to show up. We're going to be more aggressive now that Gene Chizik is in, like, Auburn somewhere doing something. And uh, we, if our receivers catch the ball, that's pretty much the whole team got question marks. But we could screw up and win eight or nine games. I, I, I would absolutely take that. I feel like at the bottom, like, the, I feel like this this feels like a belt bowl season to me. At uh, worst. Which is fine. That's what I'm used to. Yeah. We, we go, we play Georgia in the belt bowl. Hopefully we get it right. And uh, we, we get this thing rolling. And Chaz Surratt takes us to the playoff next year. And then we just go from there. And then it's basketball season. Finally. God, I can't wait for that podcast. That's going to be a fun year. That's the one we're going to we're gonna have to definitely revisit. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, as always, guys, appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot, Mike J. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I definitely had a lot of fun. Definitely so. And for everybody listening, this has been the Mind of Mike J Podcast. New episodes every Monday. And until then, signing off. Excellent.